Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about The Chase, YouTube, and we have part two of our interview with Kenny Power from BIP100. Welcome, my friends, to another edition of The Kindness Project. I am joined by a man who loves wearing his coat. It's, uh, it's Russell. And a girl who loves wearing my clothes. It's Charlotte Dames. You joke, I am wearing your joggers today. <laughs> you, right, I, I haven't got a pair of tracksuit bottoms or joggers left. Could you just keep on pinching them all? I pinched you, one pair. Well, would you like to pinch some of my clothes? I wouldn't. I don't think your clothes would fit me, mate. No, but too big. Too big, yeah. Too big, clearly. Half a leg. Half a leg, who's that? I know his brother, Steve Leg. I don't know. I don't know Arthur Leg. What's Arthur? Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> this Nick Clegg. Nick Clegg. You know what? Nick Clegg. If you were, if your surname was Leg, would you call your son Nick? No. It sounds like Nick a Leg, doesn't it? <laughs> Nick Clegg. Oh, anyway, unofficial question to podcast listeners as we're kicking off. What do you reckon the funniest name of a person you know, celebrity oh, or otherwise? Bestie Schmither. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be the funniest name of the bride. Fanny Schmither. <laughs> and she's a skier. <laughs> no word of a lie. It was um, on the chase, wasn't it? I see Bradley break up into a, into a ball on the chase. With Fanny Schmeller coming up. Fanny. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Fanny Schmeller's the most funny uh, name in the world. I have seen that clip and it is amazing. It uh, is. Uh, but Charlotte was the funniest name in the world for you. No. No? What, na 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 na? You shouldn't laugh at someone's name. Just... Oh, we almost got a song out of us again. Na na. Na 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 na. Na na na. No, no, no. I've never heard the original of that, just the bingo one. The bingo? What do you mean the bingo one? The bingo one. I don't it's, know. A, it's just a song about people's manners. No, no, I don't think, genuinely, that song, no, 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 goodbye, is a song about saying goodbye to your nan. <laughs> It's not a song about saying goodbye to your name. The, the one you hear on the bingo ads, it's the same as in goodbye, it's bingo. It's either that or something, it's eating a banana, and it comes to the last bit of tea. No, 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 Right, well, make your mind up, about It's either about nans or bananas. What is it about? Well, it could be eating an end. Russ! Russell! This song is multi-layered, Russ. <laughs> I've never thought how complicated the song na 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 could be. I mean, it could be about bananas. It could be about nans. And now you're saying <laughs> it could be about cannibalism. Some weird sort of cannibalistic sort of when you, when you eat you know, why would you eat your nan what's it called when you kill your nan because you know it's called like matricide and you kill your mother what's it when you kill I don't know I don't even want to I don't, 
Right, so a few years ago, uh, we had a family holiday in Sri Lanka, Russ. Yeah, a few years um, ago, uh, huh? I was a child, <laughs> right? Okay, that was last year. <laughs> You're 18, love, not <laughs> Christ. I was a child I so was long ago, the age of 10. Uh, uh, yeah, back in my day, it was, it was, it was a few years ago. Back in my, my day, we used to sing songs about either bananas or bananas. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the back in my back in my day, my songs were weird. Um, right. If you were 2010's part four. 2010's what? Pop. That yeah. Stuff is weird. Is it? Yeah. What's weird about 2010? Music? I don't know. It's just like I used to like it, and now it's like what? What is what is going on? 2010. Sorry, that's that's the sort of back. That was 12 years ago. That is that is the back in the day reference that we've is. got to compete with. 2010. What's your back in the day reference, six. Russ? 1980. <laughs> I was, what, six in 2010? Yeah. So, we were in Sri Lanka. We're no, sitting having a meal, and this little band bowls up. And I oh, can't yeah. remember the name of them, but they had this song that just went banana, 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 banana. <laughs> it stops, don't worry. I've got to start again now, though, because just do it right before you laugh. Right. Oh, no, 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 Banana, 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 no bananas today. And we we really enjoyed it when we were in. We bought a CD. And we yeah, bought a CD. <laughs> we bought a CD of this, and it stayed in the car for quite a long time. But it's not clearly because it's, it's quite a niche thing. It's not available on Spotify. You know the other songs. You can that, find it on YouTube. Though. You know the other songs that aren't available. You can find it on yeah. YouTube. The other songs. Just put the banana sh- song Sri Lanka. I think it comes up. Um, uh, but the other songs that um, we, you can't get on Spotify or anything like that, that are inspired. The Smokey song, the Arbrove Smokey oh, song. Oh, yeah. The Duck song. You can get the Duck song on Spotify, can't you? Oh, can you? Can I don't you? know. I thought that was only on YouTube. I bet, you, I bet the Granny song. <laughs> well... <laughs> Some of these grannies are spotty for Well, Dolly Parton's a grand, isn't she? Is Dolly Parton a grand? I don't know I nothing about Dolly Parton, do I? Oh, uh, anyway, on that note, let's talk about the actual question of the podcast. We went down a complete tangent there. Um, the actual question of the podcast... Uh, 24. Which is, what is your favourite thing to watch on YouTube? <laughs> Russ, what's yours? Oh, programming stuff. Computer I love, stuff. I love a bit of computing. Nancy bananas? <laughs> Yeah, bananas eating them. 
bananas we eat Bananas in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> bananas in pajamas. But who's in the pajamas? Is it, is it the banana it's or the nan? It's a banana. banana. Bananas in pajamas eating nan. They're nans. coming down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> to eat your nan, uh, Granny. I hope you're very scared. <laughs> right. So you like bananas eating nans? What do you like programming? Programming games about bananas eating nans. Yeah. <laughs> What do you like, Charlotte? Oh, what, on YouTube? Um, I like to watch little clips from TV shows because it saves me time scrolling through the TV I shows enjoy to find, that. I to enjoy find that. the clips I want to watch. I'm really... You know what got me into that last year? Sean, Sean Lott's unfortunate death meant that I was, like, watching loads of clips from, like, sort of... Yeah. I, I, I turn cats do, does countdown and all that sort of stuff. And I've been re- I, I actually really enjoy that. Mm. Yeah, it's good. For me, it's chess. For me, it's uh, gaming videos, because I'm a bit of a gamer. Yeah, and, I enjoy that as well. And Tours of London, I like. I like watching people fun. play games I can't afford to buy for myself. Oh, bless you. <laughs> they should make a game about nans and bananas. Well, Daddy, not buy you time for <laughs> You want to attack him with a banana? <laughs> He's not a nan of us. <laughs> Just don't attack me with a nan. Um, uh, thank you. And on that, and on that note, uh, this is where you can get in touch with us. Give me a second to calm down about the nans. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, please save this podcast. This is where you can get in touch with us. You can reach us on at Holofinus. <laughs> What medium is that on, Russ? Uh, <laughs> yeah, on what, medium, what medium is that, Russ? What, what social media platform? Twitter, you can... <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> keep it together. Neither of us are looking for us. Keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> keep it. Right, right. I, I, you can email us. Right, let, right, let the true professional... You can get in touch with us at nansandbananas.com No... You can get in touch with us at Holla. <laughs> you can get in touch with us at Holla Kindness on Twitter. Just put the Kindness Project into Google, um, and Ooh, you'll find Kindness Project Podcast. Kindness Project Podcast into Google mm. will come up. You can find us at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Um, all over the show, really. Uh, put the Kindness Project podcast into Facebook. We come up um, and all of that sort of stuff. Well, you Don't put your nana or a banana into your computer <laughs> on Facebook. We will say phone. Um, <laughs> and on that note, I'm moving I, oh, the email is holla at nana banana nana nana banana dot com. Um, it's holla at the kindness project dot co uk. Nana's a bananas. Um, right, and on that note, we need to do. <laughs> we need to do. What are we doing, chaps? Kindness news. Road in London closes for nearly a month to protect protect migrating toads as they hop to the other side. I like um, uh, not as much as I like bananas or nanas. <laughs> a stretch of road <laughs> in London has been closed to traffic for more than three weeks to allow toads to cross in safety to ponds where they breed. <laughs> a 400 metre section of Church Road in Ham 
<laughs> so we've got, we've got nanas, bananas, frogs and ham. In ham in Richmond, it's blocked, uh, tone, sorry, it's blocked to motor, motorists until the start of April so the creatures don't get squished on their annual migration. Tow patrol, tow patrol, tow patrol, volunteers man the road, which meanders through a leafy stretch of Richmond Park at night, but the remote road remains blocked off at day. And locals have been heaping praise on the conservation initiative. The charity Frog Life, Frog Life, which is responsible for recruiting volunteers, says the road, which is one of the many across Britain just uh, to take part in the eco-conscious project, is among just a handful that remains completely blocked off for traffic. I suppose when all sorts of animals uh, migrate, they're in a... <laughs> There's, there's, um, that they need to do a traffic road, a cancelled road traffic order has been issued to block the road with a little sign that says "Closed road closed for migrating toads." Toad patrol volunteers on the road. I'm just wondering what you put on your LinkedIn profile for that. What do you mean, toad patrol? Well, nobody's going to take that seriously. Well, if you're a toad patroller. Listen, I patrol many things. What? Mm. What do you patrol? There there are several things we don't mention on the podcast. Mm. And what you patrol is just one of them. So I'd like to migrate away from this territory much like the toads do. What have you been patrolling, Russ? It's migrate. Where we migrated? We're migrating away from the topic. Okay. Part, (laughs) Part of the signs on the road said... Russell patrols this area. Please be careful. The toad, clo- oh, the to- toad and road are too similar, aren't they? The road closure is intended to allow the toads to cross the high carriageway unharmed and to eliminate the risk of accidents if drivers were to be distracted by the presence of these creatures in their path. Easily happened. They're very cute. Um, Richmond Council <laughs> began sealing off the street in 2010 after worried locals wrote to council bosses to warn that creatures were being killed on their annual migration from hibernation to ponds where they breed. It has been a source of amusement among locals. They say it's not too disruptive as the road is normally quiet with a few houses long out and the diversion is not painfully long. But an early time warning drivers, road closed for migrating toes, Toad patrol volunteers on the road has not stopped passers by poking fun of it. A steady stream of walkers has been stopping to take pictures with their friends. But retired IT manager Robert Brown, who lives in Richmond, said, I think it's fantastic. To have that amount of consideration for toads, I think, is incredible. I've never actually seen any toads, but only once saw someone we thought might be a volunteer. But I think it's a great, it's a very British thing to do. Retired customer services advisor Doris Watt from Ham said, I think it's a good idea to protect the toads. This is not a road you desperately need to drive down and it is gone on without causing any complaints. Love that story. Amazing work, all of you great toad conservationists. Um, Now... Toad Patrol. Toad Patrol. Uh, now, on this part of the episode, we've got part two of our interview with 
Penny Power. Penny is a amazing uh, a businesswoman, uh, runs a business uh, with her uh, husband, Thomas Power. Uh, they were the founders of eCademy, one of the first social networks and certainly the first uh, prominent business uh, network. And what I love about Penny is just her authenticity. You know, it's shines through that she's had a struggling road success, but certainly one that um, she's more than happy to share. Um, so let's listen to the second part of the interview. Now, I, I, funny enough, I love one of my amateur interests is psychology, particularly social psychology, and I love, I love that element. I, I particularly love that sort of uh, that dopamine connection. And one of my favourite books um, is a book uh, called Happy Money. And it's about effectively, and we use it with our clients all the time, it's about uh, having conversations about using money, spending money to make you happy. And there's a really interesting experiment on this. We will talk about kindness at some point, Penny. I'm, I thought you wanted to talk about kindness. We're going off topic. It's all, but, it's all relevant. Um, uh, but there's a really, there's a really good um, experiment in that. Um, that talks about uh, you know a social scientist out in a street and said um, we're going to track your dopamine but we're going to give you ten dollars or twenty dollars um, and either you can keep it or you can oh no you can choose to buy somebody a coffee with it or you can choose to have a coffee yourself and the dopamine response the happiness that that individual got when they gave it away was seventy percent more. That's lovely. They kept the kept the money, so that's why, in terms of in terms of um, all aspects of our lives, including business, I think kindness. The the books, by the way, I'd, re I'd recommend our listeners to take a look. It's written by a lady called Elizabeth Dunn. I think I've given my copy away, bought another one, and given that away now. So if I if I hadn't, I'd send it to you, but I can't. Um, but the um, the point I was going to raise is kindness as a as a as a as a way to make us happy by making others happy and how do you think because i know that's one of your values too how do you think that applies in the business world well i think first of all that we all have basic human needs whether we're in business or whether we're not in business yeah. our basic human needs are exactly the same and i love maslow's hierarchy of human motivation um, and anybody that is interested in that, there's a great little book on Amazon by Maslow. He, he was, I think he was a 20th century psychologist or philosopher. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure, but it's very good. So he talks about the five different range. You, you probably know them, Chris. So, um, but some people might, you know, it starts with your psychological needs. Um, your, no, I mean, your physical needs. So, you yeah. know, can I feed myself? I mean, if we think at this moment and put our hands on our heart hugely, think of what's happening in Ukraine. You know, you would have had some people that were at the top of the hierarchy of needs and now they've slipped down to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our needs can go up and down depending on our life. But we start with our physical needs. Um, are we warm? Are we thirsty? Are we hungry? What is, are we covered on that? Then our need for safety, which includes psychological safety. Then our need to belong and to feel love. Then our need to have a level of self-esteem and self-worth, which comes from belonging. And then the final one is being at our absolute best, where we are really... Self-realisation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes, it's self-actualisation and knowing that we're living so. to purpose. Um, now, I would say that contribution is kindness. 
And it's through contribution to life that you achieve a sense of purpose, a sense of belonging, a sense of self-esteem. In the same way, that story is absolutely beautiful that you shared about that person giving away a coffee. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, if somebody's in scarcity, they drop down because yeah. they go into personal survival mode. Yeah. And the yeah. toughest thing for people is to behave in abundance when you are in scarcity. Yeah. And now I've been there and I know what that feels like. And that is when, like you said, right, quite the top of the show, you have to think about actually what is my definition of success and get some sense of relativity to your life. Because one of the things that Maslow says is that we want, we are wanting creatures. That's what differentiates us from the animals that are scrambling yeah. around getting their food. But, they have but to you... because they can easily be satisfied. We want more and more and more all the time, and we have to yeah. manage that. But but I think I think the more of what changes over time. So when when as you say, when I was in scarcity the first couple of years of my business you know i'd left a quite high paid job and promised my family that i was going to make this work and that was all about financial success in the first couple of years i look at my life now and actually you know have, have a lot of conversations with my clients about this and i'm 44 um but um and it's about purpose and relevance and the value we add to the world now as you say you never know with, with that hierarchy of, of needs when you're gonna when you when you're gonna drop down and you know there's factors that contribute to that but um whilst i'm in that near the top i want to try and add as much value as i can right yeah but also i always believe that emotional wealth creates financial wealth yeah if, you know, if you are emotionally stable and if you have got the time for people um, and if you're not always trying to control an outcome from somebody and have your own agenda, obviously that will lead to you being more sound of mind for someone to trust you and want to do business with you. But it's that scarcity feeling that can be triggered in us all doesn't have to be because you can't feed your family. It, yeah. you know, it really can be a mindset that, that takes you back. I mean, I now, because I know what scarcity feels like, small things can trigger me and my behaviour, I, oh, I have geez. to catch myself, you know, so, uh, you know, you lose a client or they're late paying you, uh, just those things can trigger you and you have to catch that moment and very and go become very mindful about it and realise that actually I'm okay. And that's where gratitude, which you started at the top of the show, is so important. Because right. when you write down, I did it this morning in my journal, all the things you're grateful for. And TJ, my son, who um, works with all our clients on their mental well-being, he's uh, done a, a master's in psychology and, and performance well-being. Um, and um, he talked the other day about how when if we start our day in our cortisol state, you know, so we get out of bed, we scroll our phones, we go into scarcity, we see the email, we did it. Actually cortisol halts the production of serotonin so cortisol is our stress hormone which is horrible we all know it it's when we feel like we've just avoided a car accident we're in that shaky stage if we start our day in that state we are actually halting the production of the serotonin that makes us come across as a calm kind person in control of our life so this is where i think taking control of our mental fitness and understanding how we work and what triggers us is so critical 
you, you, you know what? It's really interesting. You talk about those habits, and and, and again, those you know, those habits that you sort of you've got in your life can help you, as you say, move away, move up those those high hierarchy of needs, and you know, actually sort of have that purpose to be kind every day. I I need like I'm rubbish at journaling, Penny. I need to get. I love to write, but I'm rubbish at, at that practice of journaling. But one I've started in 2020 that's working really well for me. There's a really good book called um uh the daily stoic um that i'm really enjoying at the minute and effectively it's a page of stoic philosophy um for every day of the year well, I've been um, told about this book. I'm going to write it down. The it's really care. good. It's so good because it's a real pertinent reminder of some of the things, you know, as you say, you, we get caught on our... So instead of me picking up my phone when I get out of bed now, the first thing I do is read a page of a book. Um, uh, and it's it's amazing. It's just sort of, you know, really, really good, really good stuff. Focus on what you can control, you know, you know, you know, is, is stuff going to matter in 10 years' time that you're worried about today? Loads well, you know of really... what, Chris? I, I think these are great things, and I'm going to buy that book. But I know that when I my back's against the wall, it takes a lot of convincing for me, for somebody to say to me, spend an hour on your self-care in the morning yeah. or spend an hour on your business trying to get some clients. Yeah, yeah, it, go, Chef. It's so hard to rationalise in your brain, but I've been fascinated in watching my son, TJ. So I've obviously... You must be so proud, Ben. Oh, I'm so proud of my kids, but we all are, aren't we? But yeah, they do make me very proud. It's a very much a family thing. They've all got their own businesses, but they they help our clients as well. Gotcha. So they're, we're their clients. We pay them for their expertise. Can I, can I, can I ask you a question? Then? Yeah. What have you learned most out of the work that TJ's done? Oh, gosh. It's so much. I think what I'm, I think you could, I'll give you a different answer every day. But the one thing that really came through to me this week was because I was thinking, here he is, he came out of university during a pandemic. Yeah. Um, started working for himself, built his brand, uh, has got remarkable clients, um, incredible. NHS is a client, which is fantastic. He's doing their charities, schools, universities, um, corporates that he's working with. And he's 25 years old. He's 25 in May. Um, but when he teaches us, he tells me, Mum, I spend the first hour of my day resetting my serotonin, making sure that I'm calm. I take an hour off at lunch and I full stop my day and... I then go and do these things. And he has never gone into panic, but he's also never well, that's been... That's my dog, by the way. Right, lovely. lovely. <laughs> he's never been in that corporate mindset that I've been indoctrinated in, is that we have to work hard to be successful. So he's got such a flowing attitude to his work, and it's working. And I think that so many of us pick up the rules of corporate life when really we could flow at a much different pace like we what's to say we can't work from six till ten in the morning and then have six hours off and then start working at another time yeah but, that's true but, but we work like corporates with those rules around us and one of the things i've learned from him is just his incredible balance that he has to his life yeah. And yet, it, the more he balances, the more higher his performance. And and this is the thing, isn't it? It doesn't mean more time. It just means better mindset while you're at work. It's the productivity versus yeah. you know, the time element. And he's completely 
in contribution mode, which is the same actually as Hannah and Ross. They are in contribution per mode all the time. Yeah, they, they're helping. Uh, yeah. yeah, they are. And how do I now? They've experienced first or second hand quite a lot of traumas for young people. Um, I mean, my boys are just, they're only young, 27 and 25, 27, 24. They've already been pallbearers on five coffins in our family. Yeah. And some of them have been for young people. So they, and other traumas, and they've been through all the ups and downs of being entrepreneurial parents. So um, they have got this huge sense of contribution, that in, but they've got good business minds as well. So yeah, I'm proud yeah. of them, but this isn't about them. But I think <laughs> my model, my I now they're my role models. Put yeah. it that way. You do um, learn. You, I mean, you do learn from your kids, don't you? You know, yeah. it's just yeah. You know, you know, my my two are eighteen and ten are just every day. They, I mean, number one, they make me smile, but also yeah. they just they they just teach me as well. Um, right. Talk to me about the practical stuff. Let's talk to talk about kindness practically. Right. So, because because sometimes. And, and I've had conversations like this. Kindness as a value can be seen as uh, sort of ephemeral in nature. You know, how do, so how do you manifest you know, when you talk about kindness in, in your in your business? How do you manifest that? Well, so my business is a community. Business is personal, one hundred bit one hundred. And first of all. Um, we limit the community to only 100 people. There will never be more than 100 in it. Um, and we've so far got 76. Okay. And Thomas has interviewed over 2,000 people over the last 18 months for the community. And it's not that people don't have skills or talents. It's just a, an energetic feeling of this person. Um, so when, we, when people come into our community, what we say is about the diversity of skills, but the commonality of kindness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They come in knowing I am coming into a kind place. And I think when you set a culture for that, you create a culture of reciprocity, which yeah. is because some people say to Thomas, oh, Thomas, I just want to join your community because I've known you and Penny for years and I know you're good guys and you're well connected. And he says, well, what would we be able to do for you to help you? And they say, oh, I don't need any help. I just want to give. Well, you can't create a community of people who only want to give because you can't create any. And so we look for people that have are willing to be in their truth. And all of us, when we're in our truth, are vulnerable. Mm. And it doesn't affect our credibility. We all know that everybody has remarkable expertise. That's why we're interested in them as well. But they, they're human. So we create an environment of humanity. And, you know, sometimes people will be way up. They'll be, you know, they'll we and we'll say, you've got bragging rights. Please tell us this is exciting, like in a family. And then sometimes, three days later, something will go wrong, and they're needing picked up because something's happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, if you give everybody the opportunity to both receive and to give, you create an energy, just a ball, a mass of energy inside it that ultimately is incredibly kind. We've got one of our members; his wife is in Ukraine. Uh, he lives half his life in Ukraine and um, and she's down in um, Nikolov so it's right down at the bottom and we've now created a separate WhatsApp group with the members called Tim and Ukraine and we've done a collection to because he can get things directly to the people out there through her um, now that's a project based kindness which is quite easy it's 
very obvious what we can all do. But broadly, but, you're creating an environment where people are motivated to do good stuff. Absolutely. And kindness can be just a waterhole moment of, to some reason, I'm You're right. Or it can be... Um, or it can be bigger than that. It can be, you know, we've got one person who's joined who's really having to transition from corporate life to, to self-employed life. And his identity from being quite a big cheese to being irrelevant and insignificant to anybody at the moment. Now, his kindness that he needs is love and self-esteem, but also connections and yeah. people to review his brochures and his thoughts. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah so kindness i think you just you can't be kind unless you truly actively listen to somebody's needs because yes. i don't think any of us want the humility uh, uh, no what's the right word the humiliation of being rescued no, no. sometimes we just want to say I'm just telling you things this is happening but actually don't give me advice at the moment i just want you to know because yeah. sometimes advice can be overwhelming so but it's having that environment of how are you doing a family when you just energetically can feel that somebody's a bit off yeah so just making sure that you're there you're helping them and supporting them the dog definitely wants to get involved in this oh, interview dogs. today Fede. i do love um, dogs. uh he's is it is it is it um spaniel and he loves i mean he's just the most territorial dog like those dogs but also dogs just the epitome of unconditional love and kindness wow wow yeah absolutely that was good wasn't it it was and on that note let's talk about tis the end of another podcast but the end is never truly the end because the end is always the beginning of something entirely new and this week's last week's question of podcast week um, what celebrity voice could you listen to all day? Um, uh, and we had a few really good answers. Stacey Keane said Sean Connery. John Cook said Mike Reed. Steve Dan said Brian Blessed. Uh, Mike Christie said Billy Colony. Robert Kingett said Patrick Stewart. Mark Newman said Morgan Freeman. Sandra Connington said David Suchet. Uh, Jackie Lahane said Patrick Stewart. Glenn May said Ian McKellen. Jade Foster Jarrett said David Tennant. Uh, Manny Metlock agreed with me and said Stephen Fry. Richard Playford said David Jason. Deb Myers said Richard Burton. Toby Atkinson said Morgan Freeman. And Karina Murray said Matthew McConaughey. And on that note, my friends, um, uh, on that, my friends, is the end of another podcast. Have a lovely day. And we'll see you in the uh, in the on the on the podcast soon. Bye. Bye.